Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports. I'm Jason Springer, joined in studio this week by my co-hosts Jeff Ruppberg and Jeff Cohen. Back with you on 610 AM Sports ESPN Radio. We're live in studio today as the NFL Draft keeps rolling on. We've got plenty to talk with you today. In addition to the draft, the Phillies had won six in a row until last night. Uh, NHL playoffs, we've had 16 overtime games. We've got a Game 7 coming up in the NBA playoffs. So much to talk about. We'd love for you to join us and add your take to the discussion by calling us at 888-728-9941. Again, that's 888-728-9941. Before we start, let me bring in my co-host, Jeff Rutberg. How are we doing this week? I'm doing great. Uh, the uh, Eagles pulled a Sixers trick. You were not happy with the draft. Well, plenty no, of time to talk they, about it, but you're not thrilled. No, they drafted an injured player, Sidney Jones, the cornerback from the University of Washington. Okay. He has an Achilles injury. They always don't heal properly. They could have had Tease Tabor. They could have had uh, Chadobia Awuzi, who drafted, was drafted by the yeah, Cowboys. There are others that who, who could have been uh, drafted. And And speaking of the Sixers... You know, how are those injured players working for them? Does it make you feel any better that the Sixers doctors do not treat the Eagles players? It makes me feel much better. Okay. Jeff Cohen, are you as upset as Jeff Rutberg is with the Eagles taking a player that is recovering from injury in the second round? I'm not upset, but I'm critical. I, I think that Sidney, Sidney Jones, when there were so many other people on the board that fill the same slot, make more sense. Desmond King, perfect example, a guy from Iowa. There were a bunch of got Jordan Lewis is another one. There were a bunch of guys on the board that fill the need. Quincy Wilson, you thought. He exactly, was from one. Florida. So, so there are so many guys that were still on the board at that slot to take a guy who is likely not going to play this year. And Sidney Jones, he was a great player at Washington. They barely threw to his side because he was that good if you watch any of the Pac-12 games. But the fact of the matter is, once you blow your Achilles, if he's going to lose even half a step, then he's not that special. All right. So why take that chance? Let's keep breaking down the picks in a minute. Let's first take a step back and talk about the draft being in Philly. Great scene, guys, right? I mean, yeah, I, I'm shocked. I mean, I, to, to see the number of people out there, as far as I know, no problems. Everybody's repping the city in an amazing way. And, I mean, they should have it here every year. The, the way that they have done this, turning uh, the draft, the picking of players into a national event, I mean, this city, with the pen relays here as well, this city is just packed with people. This has got to be great for the Philadelphia economy. Oh, yes, absolutely. But it's the, it might be the pen relays who, um, uh, who are drawing more people right now. They, uh, there was a talk this morning that uh, the, the, the draft, they were moving people from the upper level of the uh, stadium at the uh, draft down to the lower level. Wow. But that's okay. That's I mean, still you, get into, a lot of people. you get into day Three and the end of day two. I'm not surprised by that. But the visuals, I mean, the city has looked spectacular and the visuals, uh, the crowd shots above over 70,000 people there the first night. Uh, can we talk about the sustained one minute boo for Roger Goodell on yes, him opening right. the draft? Um, that was nice and clear. How about last night? Drew Pearson of Dallas <laughs> trying to troll the fans. With the Dallas is great and the fans giving it back to him with the booze. But that was great. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that was good-natured ribbon. I found it entertaining. And look, Eagles fans like that. We'll give it to you. Give it back. That's okay. Um, I thought other, other efforts to try afterwards were kind of weak compared to that. But, you know, you can't get everything. It really has been fun, though. We, we drove past the, the set on our way into the studio today. And it just looks really cool. 
and they couldn't have asked for better weather. I don't, you know, I don't know who the NFL weather. talked to, but if you think the NFL controls everything, apparently they do because <laughs> even the weather is great. The weather has been perfect. And Mayor Kenny said that occupancy rate for the hotels was about 97% on Thursday night. That's great. Hey, if anybody knows where those other 3% of the hotels is, let me know because I was at a convention yesterday afternoon and they said that they could not find any place in the city and all the hotels out by Cherry Hill, South Jersey, even those were taken up. Well, mm. let's, let's hope so. I mean, that's what you want from events like this. You not only want them to show off the city, but you want them to uh, you know, generate for the economy. It's obviously an inconvenience for some people with the streets being closed off and things being blocked off. But all in all, the only complaint I've really heard is I didn't get to go down there. I heard that if you're on the parkway, you couldn't necessarily hear the pics. You could see them on the monitor. That's really the only complaint that I've heard of, of anything. And if you're doing an event this size and that's the only complaint you really get, you're doing something right now. I was watching on Thursday and Friday night. My wife says that I've already got my three-month-old son into the draft as he was looking at the TV watching as well. Jeff, does that bother you that I've got my three-month-old son into the draft? No, as long as he's going to be an Eagles fan, oh, that's he's, fine. He has no choice. He's as dead. long as he has a lot of disposable income because your kid is set up now for fantasy sports, the draft. Next thing you know, you might as well just move to Vegas and have him go there and Start betting at the sports line. Right now, all he's got is disposable <laughs> diapers. But we'll work on the income part. We'll try and get there. But so I'm sitting there watching the draft with him, and I'm saying to him, these are the players that you're going to root for as you grow up, I hope. that That's what the draft technically means. I mean, we look at it as fans, but my hope is that my son is watching a team in the playoffs and challenging for a Super Bowl with some of these players that are getting drafted as it's See, happening. And, and for somebody like your son... This, these picks are actually good because th- none of these guys play this year. He can like wait. In Sixers and, and he can wait. He, Nobody, can wait. he won't He's know in, the difference. Jeff, on the other hand, is upset about it. My son is just biding time. He's got no big deal. He doesn't mind it. But, but what will happen is he'll get to the age of five when, the con- when these current uh, draftees, when their contract runs out, he'll think uh, they're stars and they're heroes, and then they'll be signing free agent contracts to go somewhere else. Way to burst my bubble, Jeff. <laughs> that that worked well. All right, so let's talk a little bit about what what happened in the draft. Before we get to the Eagles, how did we have such a run on quarterbacks, Jeff Cohen? Where did this come from that San Francisco got a huge haul to trade down one spot for Chicago to trade up for Mitch Trubisky? If anybody ever doubted that the quarterback is the most important position in sports, they shouldn't. Because the fact that this run on quarterbacks, on this particular group of quarterbacks, it was insane. Not worth the value you would think that some of these teams traded for. Mitch Trubisky, who played one year for a team that went 8-5, and five, is somehow the number, two, the number two pick in the entire draft. And, and then for Andy Reid to inexplicably move up that far to take Pat Mahomes. Look, anybody from the Big 12 who's a quarterback... It, you don't take that guy because all they do is run, run, and shoot. They never go under center, and they're impossible to train. How many How many Big 12 quarterbacks are there that have been successful? That's totally Andy being Andy. Yeah. I wasn't surprised by that in the least. Uh, I, I just wasn't. Uh, apparently, the Chicago fans are not thrilled with the trade-in pick. I heard they that booed him they, last night at the yes, United they, Center. They booed him at the United Center during the basketball game, so uh, I guess he... he Got a good intro to the city. Many years ago, the Redskins had a uh, quarterback named uh, Doug Williams. Yeah. And Won the he, Super was, Bowl. he was a mediocre uh, quarterback. But that year, they had a great year, and they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, so, but, but it's a different league at this point. You don't get that opportunity anymore. I mean, I mean, 
you do find the diamond in the rough occasionally, but it, it is a quarterback-driven yeah. league right now. I mean, let's be honest. That's why the Eagles made the trade they did last year for Carson Wentz because they didn't see the value in the quarterbacks that were going to be in the draft this year. Houston actually made the best move to me. They they have the quarterback in Deshaun Watson who has been tournament tested, as they say. I mean, look, he was in the national championship two years in a row. He beat basically an NFL defense this year in Alabama. He's set up with a good running back, great receivers, a good offensive line, and a great defense. Yeah, they can plug him in there and just say, hey, look, we don't need you to, to air out the ball every five minutes. Just manage the game. Just, and let the say, just, just manage the game. Yep. That's all you hand it off to Arian Foster. Give it a toss. That's all you got to do. So let's go over the no, Eagles. It's Lamar Miller now. Or Lamar Miller. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So thank you for correcting me so I don't look foolish on the air, uh, even though I do while I say it. We'll save that for so another let's, time. So let's bring up Derek Barnett here real fast. Okay. So Eagles draft him at defensive end at 14. Mixed reaction from the crowd. Is that unrealistic expectations leading into the draft that people thought that the Eagles were going to take a running back. Maybe, but but the running backs were still there in the second round. That wasn't the real problem. Uh, Derek Barnett, it sounds like, from everything that I'm reading, and, and by the way, anybody who watches the draft should never have a knee-jerk reaction to it, because <laughs> unless you're a junkie for college football, and, and usually if you are, it just means that you're following your, your team, where you went to college or where you live, and that, that conference. How many people have watched a lot of Tennessee football games I, to know one way or the other? I joked with a friend about that, that I love the draft because people get so mad that their team didn't take the player they didn't hear about until a month before the draft, and they took a player that they didn't hear about before the draft instead. It just makes me laugh how everybody becomes an expert based on the 100 mock drafts that are out there that all say different things. The only thing that I knew about the Eagles mock draft going into it is that they weren't taking a quarterback in the first round. Other than that, you could find a mock draft that showed them potentially taking a tight end, that potentially saw them taking a running back, cornerback, linebacker, defensive player. I mean, nobody really knew. There was a lot of uncertainty leading into it. So let's look at what they got. They got a defensive end now. Uh, he, who, who was it? A true top top of the first round guy. It's not. They didn't reach for the guy. And some people think that he's actually better than than Garrett. Because, Garrett, if you just watch the films on him, he seems to take a lot of plays off. And Barnett seems to be the opposite. That was the argument against him potentially being picked. Right. As Number one is that he, he makes the big plays in the smaller games and then on other plays takes off. Jeff, what did you think about the Eagles' defensive end pick? I think that was a very good pick. He's a good player. He's fast, he's, he, and he, he'll probably need to bulk up at maybe 10 pounds uh, for, for, for this season. But I think he's going to be great. I think it was a good pick. And I, I don't think the Eagles thought he would be there because you know, all the mock drafts had uh, you know, the, uh, a lot of the defensive players going earlier. But it was the offensive player that went earlier. Well, so. thank, thank the quarterback frenzy. Yeah, if that right. quarterback frenzy doesn't happen, Barnett's not there. Right. It was huge for the Eagles that there was that run on quarterbacks at the yes. start of the game. Right. I mean, look, when it comes down to it, the Eagles got the guy who broke Reggie White's sack record at Tennessee for Sam Bradford. Okay, right, that's, that's, that's okay. a pretty that's, good deal. Good what deal, happened? Yeah. And so, you know, the irony is that in the second round, 
how he kind of got skunked by the Vikings who jumped two picks ahead of him and ended up taking Dalvin Cook, who the Eagles may have been interested in at running back. But I wasn't terribly surprised that the Eagles didn't go running back early. I I happen to think from the fact that, look, I I told Jeff last week on the show that I did not think the Eagles would make a trade in the first round because the fans would go crazy because it was in the city. Unless it's up. If, If it wasn't in Philadelphia, I think Howie might have tried to make a move or do something else. But in the second and third round, I think you saw that this was a Joe Douglas draft. I mean, they they took players of value. They tried to make investments in the future. If you look at Joe Douglas's history in the last eight years in Baltimore, the average position that they took a running back was 4.6 in the draft. The only running back they took higher in the second round was Ray Rice. I just don't get the, at this point, taking the corner, taking the cornerback. I, I mean, I, I'm okay with taking a cornerback. I just don't know why you would take a guy that ha- has an injury history now. He's going to play this season hurt if he plays it all towards the end of the season. It just doesn't make sense. I understand the future, but football's different than basketball or, or, or baseball in that the shelf lives of these players are so short as it is. So you want to maximize. Right now you're building a quarterback. You're building an offense. If you're going to go defense, get some healthy defenders because you need a lot of them back there. And if you're not going to go defense, then go running back because Wendell Smallwood and Darren Smalls don't seem to be the real answer if you're going to have a potent a potent offensive game. And Dalvin Cook, I mean, if he has the problems that they think he has, and there's questions about it, um, the fact is they should have gone for him. I think he was the best running back in the draft. I saw him in the Orange Bowl, and the guy was just super. Oh, he's a beast. There's yeah. no doubt about it. it there were, I, I think this draft, I don't know if it's the, the media attention, the social media. I, I haven't seen as many people with as many red flags, whether it was questionable character issues. Well, there's one. Or questionable health issues. Um, you know, you have some of that every year. There's, it seems like. Joe Mixon. We'll, and we'll talk about him yeah. a little bit in the second segment when, when we have a little more time there. But I, I just, um, I, it seemed like there were more people with questions that fell because of it than anything else. And, and so it led to the Eagles getting a very quality player at 14 and then going into day two, taking a player who they have questions about in the long run. Now, on in the third round, they took what looks to be a good cornerback. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like a solid pick, West Virginia, good player. I mean, it seems like they they got quality there in the third round. Yeah, the Eagles should be happy with that pick. But but they, they could have had two healthy cornerbacks. Jeff, were you satisfied with what happened in the second and third round of the draft? You, you're not happy with the injury player that they drafted. You're not terribly thrilled with that, correct? Well, in the future, he's a future asset. Okay. Right? Okay. That's a bad word right, for you. I can't right. believe you actually uttered the word. Yeah, well. With a smile on your face. <laughs> it's, what are we going to do? It, it is what it is, right? <laughs> okay. So, uh, and then they picked a, uh, another cornerback, uh, Russell uh, Douglas. Yes, in the I third think, round. I think he's going to be very good. So you like that pick. Right. Now, for people who were disappointed that they took a defensive end in the first round, we said at the end of the last season, you know, when when your quarterback's getting six and seven seconds to throw the ball, it's hard for any cornerback, however good they are, to cover. You don't have pressure. And so the hope is that you get pressure now 
and you end up making it work where you get to the cornerback quarterback and you don't have to put as much pressure on your defensive backfield. I certainly still have concerns about what's there. But I'm glad well, that they did go in that direction in the later rounds. Well, Eagles, if you're listening, you could still get another healthy cornerback quarterback in Desmond King. He's still sitting out there, I believe. I'm surprised he's still there. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what happened because he was graded as a, a second-round pick, and, and he was a stud in the Big Ten. Yeah, I'm surprised that he was there. And, and they ended up taking a wide receiver in the fourth round out of North Carolina. Right, bef- right before we went on air, they picked Mac Hollins out of North Carolina. And, and so he was a special team standout in the league or in uh for North Carolina for four years. He He's a big guy. Big guy, six four, two twenty mm-hmm. pounds. So with Jeffrey and Tory Smith on one year contracts, Jordan Matthews, who knows what you're gonna end up with in terms of do you re up him after the season? Is he asking for more money than you think he's worth? And Nelson Aguilar you hope with your fourth-round pick you've just built somebody else for the future. Well, I think Matt Collins just made Alshon Jeffries' contract one year and one year only. Well, that's uh, we'll, we'll have to see what, what happens with that. We do have a caller on the line. Ari, are you there? How are you doing today? Are you there? Oh, we'll, we'll put him up in one second. He's giving us a call. But we are, we are talking about the draft. Ari, are you joining us now? Yep. So you were down at the draft, right? Yes, uh, I went to the uh, draft festival on Thursday. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the experience down there? Good time for you? Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, lots of different uh, stuff. Like they had the NFL shop, and they had like punt, pass, and kick stuff. I also got an uh, autograph from Tori Smith, who I just heard you just mentioned. Nice. Um, then, uh, basically, um, there's, like, there's, like, the theater area, and then, like, right behind the theater area, like, people who didn't get the tickets in the theater were able to stay there, and I basically got there at, like, 4.30 and just stood there for, like, six hours. It so, was really, really crazy. So you got to see everything happen on Thursday night. It looked like a really fun atmosphere on the TV. Did, was it what you expected when you went down? It was that and more. It huh. was it was quite interesting. So you would want the draft to come back to Philadelphia, right? Absolutely. It was it was a good experience and a lot of good people to talk to, whether they're Eagles fans or any other team. I even uh, struck up a very nice conversation with a Cowboys fan. Shocking. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> See, there can be peace anywhere. There can be mm-hmm. peace anywhere. So I do have a question. Did they have the zip line? Um, going. They did. So they I did tried to talk line. Jeff into going on that a couple months ago. I was going to take up a collection to have him go down on the zip line and fly like an eagle, but he wasn't mm. up for it. I Is tried it still that. running today? I think so. We could drive him down after yeah. the show. Jeff after the show. There's still, okay, there's still time for you. <laughs> yeah, all right. Ari, anything else that you saw from down there or just a great experience for you? Were you happy with the Eagles pick? I was not happy with the Eagles pick at all. Actually. Okay, so what did you want? So I was hoping that we could get um, someone like, well, I mean, in my heart, I was thinking O.J. Howard, but I knew that wasn't going to happen. That was just like, oh, that's the pick I I would probably. A lot of people around me were chanting Reuben Foster, so I have a feeling that's the pick everyone wanted around where I was. It it seemed that from what we heard from other people in the crowd as well. So when Derek Barnett was drafted, what was the reaction around you? Oh, definitely the people around me were mostly booing. <laughs> well, um, we, we're but good. then again, this is Philly, so. <laughs> we, we, we can do that sometimes. Well, we really yeah. appreciate you calling in and giving us a, a picture of what happened down there, and we're glad you went down and enjoyed it. Thanks so much. Yeah.
Mm-hmm. No problem. Yeah, thanks for calling. Uh, have a great day. You keep listening, okay? So, All right. Yep. You guys have a good day, too. All right. So, Jeff, did you hear that? There's still time for you to go and do the zip line and fly like an eagle. Yes. So uh, forget these traffic. Okay, that's let's, fine. let's focus sure. on what's important. Sure. I'd be you, glad to do you that. You have the opportunity to fly. Yes. Jeff, we're uh, up against a break. Why don't you take us to it, and then we'll come back and we'll keep talking draft. All right. You're listening to The Heart of Sports on 610 AM Sports. Time for a break. When we come back, we'll continue talking about the NFL draft. And if you'd like to call in, the number is 888-728-9941. Be right there. We'll be right back. And we're back here on the Heart of Sports. I'm Jason Springer, here joined in studio by Jeff Ruppberg and Jeff Cohen. Guys, the draft rolls on. We've got people calling from all over the place. So let's go back and talk a little bit more of what surprised us in the draft. Uh, Jeff Cohen, we mentioned briefly about Joe Mixon. So let's talk about that for a second. A terrible situation video out there where he punched his girlfriend, character issues and questions. People wondered where he would be drafted. Would he go in the first round possibly? Would he go in a later round? He ended up going in the second round to Cincinnati. What are your thoughts on what happened there? Well, my first thought was when I heard them say the Bengals take Joe Mixon was he went to exactly where I would expect him to go, and it's the worst place for him to go. It seems like every bad guy ends up on the Bengals, and they can't control the situation. I don't know why the Bengals would keep putting themselves in this position. So, Jeff, what was your thoughts on Joe Mixon being drafted in the second round? I know you thought that it would go longer for him till he was taken, right? Right, right. You yeah. didn't you didn't think that with the character issues he would go as high in the second round of the draft? No, no. But I thought I thought that somebody was going to take a chance. I I thought it would be more like in the fourth round or fifth round. But you have to understand, we, nobody wants another Terrell Owens. But they want Terrell Owens that played so but, well. But Terrell He's, Owens never did that. So I don't even think that's a comparison. Yeah, Terrell, I, I ask Ter- about re- what the difference is between Ray Rice and him. Yeah, Because there was a video of the man punching his girlfriend. And that was what the same thing is. And Ray Rice, is, her, not in the, Ray Rice is not in the league anymore. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they are still married. And so it, just the selective hypocrisy of what's okay. We do have another caller joining us actually with us. Uh, Alan, are you down at the draft today? Yeah, I'm right here. What kind right. of experience are you seeing down there today? Why don't you give our listeners a little bit of the feel? It's totally awesome. There's thousands and thousands of people strolling around like at the street fair. NFL has done a super job setting this up and organizing this. This is the blueprint moving forward for every draft after this. I don't see how they can go back to a theater. You've got a place where you can go in and see Super Bowl rings. You've got virtual reality in another place. The NFL shop in one place. Huge food court area uh, with picnic tables everywhere for people. You've got a place where people can practice kicking field goals. There's a guy who hit a 50-yard field goal. The NFL Network wanted to get his name and get him on the air. (laughs) I mean, he was probably good from 55 yards. Some teams might have wanted to draft him at that point. Yeah, well, he looked looked about 40. I don't think so. (laughs) uh, Hey. (laughs) uh, Then there was a place for kids to uh, pass over defenders, vertical leap, uh, go through kind of a combine drills. And uh, there's a place where they have you know, life-size mannequins in 2017, uh, number 17 jerseys, every NFL jersey. You can hop on behind the statue, get your picture taken. Uh, isn't that, isn't that Agabler's number? 
<laughs> yeah, you can go get your you can go get your picture taken. With That's no- what I said. <laughs> you can go get your picture taken. Ben doesn't like that. Yeah, but- it took me a second to realize they were all seventeen jerseys because you know twenty seventeen. <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. And so course- it, w- it wasn't that they chose Aguilar for the jersey. It was just the year. Okay, <laughs> they figure it's going to be available real soon. Every NFL jersey had number seventeen on it. <laughs> okay. And then of course you get down there the stage and the stage is carefully crafted and built into the art museum steps, so the columns are in the background of the stage. Yeah, it's a great sight. Uh, the host of NFL Red Zone comes out and talks about how, the, the, you know, it's a two-story, basically two levels of seating that fits 3,000 people. It's amazing. Then they have a, a fence partitioning off the rest of us, and I it was right on the fence. And the NFL broke into live action. The camera came through. Everybody went nuts. It was really loads of fun. Uh, probably 15 people deep behind me watching what was happening. And, of course, we got to watch the, uh, the fourth pick go live. The uh, people who were picked to do the, uh, the pick for the Eagles, including Vince Papali, came out and warmed up the crowd. Could you get away from my stuff, please? Uh-oh. Some kid tried to take my, my souvenirs. And, and you um, got to go guard your stuff there. Be careful. Jeff had a question. Jeff, right over. He's looking at my stuff. Jeff yeah, Collin had a must question be good for stuff. you. Alan, i got a question for you. As yeah. you're standing there, have they announced the Eagles pick? We know what it is. I just wanted to see if you got any reaction to Donnell Pumphrey from San Diego State. No, I left after the fourth pick. Okay. Okay, so they, they just they announced... That the Eagles took a running back out of San Diego State. He's 5'8", 176 pounds. So we'll talk more about that. I'm sure Jeff Rutberg will have reaction shortly as soon as we finish with you, Alan. uh, Only if he's healthy. (laughs) That's all Jeff cares about. Well, Alan, thank you so much for calling in and giving us a feel of what you're seeing down there. Sure. The the reaction to the wide receiver from Carolina was kind of lukewarm. Lukewarm. I didn't really know what to think about it, but... uh, Person, you know, the group of people who were introducing the fourth pick did a sort of Fly Eagles Fly song, really, you know, got the crowd really excited. And uh, that was really interesting and fun to be part of that. Well, so, uh, really a great time down here. Thank you so thank much you, for calling and sharing with us. We appreciate it. We're glad you enjoyed yourself. So I enjoyed the uh, the Eagles fight song after the, the picks uh, that they would. Uh, fade out with the the announcers not talking and and you could hear the crowd and see it i just thought that looked cool um again jeff uh so now the eagles took a running back so they've taken a defensive end to be fair they took half a running back now why you got to go there well because i'm six four yeah Um, not all of us are tall okay (laughs) not all of us have been blessed with height but but he so here's the nfl description of him and see if he meets any other running back ready Humphrey is a pint-sized running back who owns the NCAA career rushing record. He's a versatile weapon with the talent to potentially develop into an effective complementary back. He's fa- he's taller than Darren Sproles. How how many how many complementary backs that are five nine or shorter do the Eagles need? You right, know, yeah, Wendell Small, Smallwood is uh, small, right? Sproles, I, Sproles is small. Are small, and now they got this guy. So it's if like they have them right on top of each other's shoulders, they have a big running back. It's like the Sixers. It would be like the Sixers drafting a five foot five uh, so guard. Let me ask an honest question. Other than the fact that the guy's not the tallest in the world, does anybody actually have a clue about this guy? Because again, here we get into no. the draft. We're in the we're in the fourth round. I mean, let's be honest. How many people stayed up late 
I mean, my days back when I may have been interested in the line on the game, I would have stayed up to watch San Diego State because I San would've... Diego State. So oh, let me be honest: Hawaii, San Diego State, and Boise State used to be my three favorite teams when I was in college to watch late night. When I may have had an interest other than the team winning the game because of the Smurf turf. No, because of the potential line of the game and what could have happened. Now that was a different part of my life. But back, back to my point that your son might as well just end up in. You might as well move to Vegas now. No, do not wish that on him. That's not very fair. But but so let's be honest. How many people other than like the schmuck like me who is out there trying to watch for other reasons really stays up late and watches all of San Diego State's games to see what this running pack did in terms of picking up the blitz, in terms of his route running, in terms of his ability to hold the ball. But everybody's going to have an analysis on him by the end of it and we'll have a grade and we'll all know that this has been the best or worst pick ever for the Eagles at the end if, of the day, right? If I'm up that late, I'm not watching that game. So exactly, what do people truly know today about what we've picked? You know, they know, we think, they know what they've heard for the last three weeks on NFL mock drafts. Exactly, That's and it. so we know that a defensive end who people did not think would be there potentially when we drafted was picked in the first round. Yeah, but here's what here's we what know in, in second round that they picked somebody who would have gone in the top fifteen according to those. If he hadn't if he didn't blow out his Achilles, slight problem. Yeah, Again, <laughs> let's not have our Eagles fandom be colored by our Sixers failures. Well, okay? that's not, that's not a problem that's for me. The, but 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 here here's but, here's the problem: is what you're saying is it's not the player in this particular pick, Donnell Pumphrey. The problem is he fits a mold, and and for the Eagles, they need a running back, a bruising running back, not another guy who fits a mold of two guys they already have. I agree it, with you. It's not, That is not what Carson Wentz needs. He needs somebody that can plow through the middle, and this guy might be able to go under his legs, but he's not plowing <laughs> through the middle. So their argument would be that he's a versatile weapon. That's what they would say, that they... They don't need the person. And again, this has been my argument against the West Coast offense in terms of how they use the running back as a screen pass or a swing out from the backfield instead of punching to get a yard. They view a swing pass the same as they do a running play. So they value running backs and the type of running backs that they take differently. They, th- there was no chance that even if he fell there, the Eagles would take Leonard Fournette. He's not the type of running back in the type of offense that they run. But th- but so why would you think that in the fourth round they would take a running back that runs with his style? I don't I don't understand. They need someone who could play three downs, the three down back. They've needed a that. Bruiser. They've needed that for ten years. I'll even take Wayne Gallman, who was still available from Clemson. I, I'm not taking a guy from San Diego State who fits a mold of two guys they already have. Maybe I've just accepted the fact that we're not taking that type of running back. Like I've been beaten down enough that the definition of insanity is thinking the Eagles are going to do something different each year. I'm not surprised that we picked an undersized running back at some point in the draft. Let me just put it that way. If it were Andy Reid, it would be one thing. And I know that this is a disciple of Andy Reid, but but it's some. It is some Andy po- Reid, though. Let's be but honest. But at some point, we play in a northern city. Despite climate change, it still <laughs> it, it still gets cold here, and we still play cold weather games. That's when Jeff doesn't like going to the game. I know he doesn't like going, but there's they're, they're, st- they're still playing, and, and when they're playing, you need to have a running back, and especially even at the, in a warm weather game, if you're ahead and you need to kill clock. It can't always be the dink and dunks because if you drop those, the clock stops. Ryan Ryan Matthews did that last year. They have nobody on their roster now who's going to be able to get three yards or four yards. Don't make me argue for the Eagles when I don't agree with them. I'm just (laughs) telling you what they would say back. I I have wanted to see a, a more 
run-oriented offense where they actually have a fullback that can lead into a running back, you know, a more traditional that would open it up for the passing game. It just doesn't, it seems like they're going with more of a hybrid West Coast where they have the wide receivers and can run the bubble screen and can can do that type of blocking downfield and, and have those types of receivers. Now you hope that Torrey Smith can take the top off a little bit this year and Jeffrey's a target and then it's open a little more for them. There's, there's still hope. There's still uh, f- the fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds uh, left, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so they had two in the fourth, right? Now they have the three, three more picks. We could get another running back who is larger. But again, back to what Five, I said nine with, and a half? with well, who's running <laughs> yeah, this <right>. draft. <laughs> At the end, middle to end of the fourth round, Joe Doug- Douglas took a running back. Right. None of this is surprising if you look at who is making the picks for the Eagles. Being predictable doesn't make you good. Well, it doesn't make you right either, but right. it's just saying that it's not surprising to me that this is what they've done. I'm just not terribly surprised to see it. Okay, so Joe Mixon went... Um, we heard a little bit about Reuben Foster and, and people wanting him for the Eagles. He slid down to 31 for the Niners to trade back in to the end of the first round and get him. Thoughts on Reuben Foster, who had some injury questions a little bit and then had a diluted sample at the Combine and also had some problems with some of the health professionals there. It seemed like there were Eagles fans that wanted him at linebacker, that wanted him at 14. I guess the thought was he's the best available player there. Um, they weren't. They weren't going to take a linebacker. Thank you. At Fourteen. It's just not happening. Thank you. When, no, when, they, when's the last time the Eagles took a linebacker? High? So explain to me why two weeks were wasted on the Eagles taking Ruben Foster. I don't know. The, Wait, the guy. If if you're going to criticize them for taking Barnett, the guy that maybe they could be criticized for was Jonathan Allen. And so that's the that's Jonathan the only Allen. They say has uh, arthritis in his shoulder. Right. Well, he now, looked pretty good. I, I didn't see it in the game in the championship us. game where he ran over everybody. But I also did not see the <laughs> medical records that they did. But that would be their argument is that they had a health concern, which goes back to what I said about how many red flags there were, either for character or health issues. There were so many players that graded out for talent that were graded down for some other reason. But but they needed an edge rush, rusher more than a defensive tackle. They got Fletcher Cox in there and uh, um, and Jernigan, right? Is yep. he a defensive tackle? What they needed to do is replace Connor Barwin. So, and Vinnie Curry didn't have a great year last year, so and and Brandon Graham didn't wasn't, you know, spectacular. Oh, he so, had a pretty well, good year last yeah, year. Yeah, but th- they need somebody else to compliment him on the other side. No, I think so, well, I so, think that's a good pick, although I think Washington made a good move by trading Jernigan and ending up with Allen. I think Washington's had a very good yeah. draft. I think Washington's And you had, can't say that very often. I, no, I think Washington's it was, it was actually Baltimore. had one of the best drafts of the teams in the NFC East so far. Um not not because I love their players. I think that they got players who are going to make contributions to what's going on. I, if I'm, okay, so we haven't talked about this as much. We have Jeff Cohen here who um, can analyze and break down the Eagles, but he's also a Giants fan. We're oh, nice to him about that. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on the Giants part of the draft? Uh, I don't Mr. think Cohen? taking a, a tight end, that tight end, was the right move. I also have questions about taking that quarterback. I think I think yeah, I produced... What's with the quarterback? That was so weird. I, I have no clue what they were doing with that quarterback, except that Eli Manning is getting up there in years, so, so they got to take somebody. But do you think that he's the quarterback for them? Again, you talk about a Northeast 
run, you know, Giants or, you know, go for it. And that's your quarterback that you take? That's I, a project. I can honestly say I have never seen that guy play. So you so, didn't stay up late to watch Cal? No, because I don't even. Th- I don't think he was with Cal. I think he started off somewhere else. I think he, he only played he, he, he at Cal. He was a JUCO transfer, right. I believe. So, so, so I don't know. I don't think anybody knows anything about him, which is why which, he is a fourth-round pick. I mean, this crop of quarterbacks was awful. This, this is probably the worst quarterback draft in the last decade that I can remember. Which is why I didn't understand. I Bears mean, are crazy. The Bears are nuts. They are absolutely <laughs> oh, for, for nuts for... Yeah, they traded, they traded two pick. picks in this year's draft and a first-rounder next year. The Eagles traded less to get Wentz last year <laughs> than the Bears traded this year. And, and, can, and, to, and can I just say something regarding Philadelphia fans? Think about this. If, if Philadelphia last night at the Sixers game, now that wasn't going to happen at the Sixers game because they're not in the playoffs. Easy there, Tiger. But, but <laughs> the, the fact is, if, if our first-round pick, went to the Sixers basketball game and got booed the way Trubisky got booed It would have been national night. news. Yeah, exactly. It, it would have to- clause. Yeah, it would Oh, please. With the Christmas, when they released the schedule, I said to Jeff last week when we were doing the show, how, many, how long do you think it will take with the Eagles playing Oakland on Christmas for them to mention Santa Claus? And then there's going to have to be an over-under on how many total mentions there are during the oh, broadcast. It'll be pregame. You won't even get to the kickoff. They... They didn't even get to the schedule being announced. It leaked out they were playing on Christmas last week, and all of a sudden I started seeing tweets about it. Jeff, you'll be at the game on Christmas. You'll make sure to guard Santa, correct? No, actually. Uh, fr- it's too cold. He gone. won't be yeah, there. I won't be there for that. I'll probably be there for the Cowboys game. You'll be there for New Year's. For New Year's, right. So, Why okay. are you expecting, expecting a warm New Year's Day? <laughs> uh, yes, actually, I'll have hand war- warmers. More, more, actually, more than I'm, that. I'm expecting the Eagles to get to the playoffs. So, so Jeff, you were not happy with the rest of the Giants draft. No. They, they helped their defense a little bit. You're not satisfied. Yeah, they I tried to Phil Hankins' role on, def- on their defensive line. Not satisfied? No, I don't, think, I don't think it's been a great draft. I don't think that Jerry Reese has been a very good general manager. And the Cowboys, eh, they're not a bad draft, not a great draft. I think the, the well, Redskins... Well, I am biased. I, I, I dislike the Cowboys as much as you do, but they, oh, but they did take a couple of uh, players from my alma mater, and Taco Charlton was one of them. And uh, oh, yeah, I, If you good. remember a couple weeks here, I said, take Taco. So anybody named Taco <laughs> is good by me. Um, I was actually sitting with my wife and son watching the draft last night before he was drafted, and I, I turned to my son, who's three months old, and I said, how would you feel if we named you Taco? And my wife looked at me like I had like five eyes. So it, 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 I don't think that she was going to be cool with that. Jeff, we'll finish talking about Taco and everybody else when we come back. Why don't you take us to break? Uh, you're listening to The Heart of Sports on 610 AM Sports. Time for a final break. When we come back, we'll talk about the Phillies and the NHL playoffs and anything else. If, if you have a question that you want to call in, the number is 888-728-9941. We'll be right back. It's great to be back with you on the Heart of Sports on 610 AM Sports. I'm Jeff Rutberg, along with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. So guys, we'll go to Phillies and uh, uh, NHL and NBA in a second. I just wanted to circle back real fast, a few more draft stories real fast. So did you guys see the story of Hassan Reddick? Yeah, uh, great of, story. Out of Camden, mm-hmm. uh, was a walk-on at Temple, didn't get a scholarship till his senior year. His mom took out loans so he could go to school, and now he's drafted 13th in the NFL, says he wants to buy his mom a house. They gave him the key to the city in Camden on Monday. Seemed like a really humble, appreciative 
person. You got to love stories like that in the draft. Well, that's what's great. I mean, the the great thing about sports is there's good guys and bad guys, and it's nice to see when you hear a good story because there's a lot more good stories than bad stories. And so, and this is just one of those class stories. And unfortunately, the bad stories get more attention, and that's why I wanted to make sure we brought it up. It was really. One of those cool things to see that player who continues to push it out, walked on it, and kept going for it, and his dreams came true, and it paid off. Yeah, and if you if you saw Derek, I don't know if you saw Derek Barnett, his cover letter that he sent. That, oh, that, that, that was, that was awesome. another great story. People people in Philadelphia should really like this guy. Go out and go on the internet and pull up that cover letter because that's he the way you want to. He wrote it at the Players Tribune. Yeah. for people that are looking. And, and and he should. This is the way you should raise your kids. Yeah, I mean, it was like I want to win a Super Bowl sports. for you, yeah. and, and it was very. If you're an Eagles fan and you want to learn more about the first round pick, it says a lot about him and his character uh, for what he did. Career objective: win multiple Super Bowls. I loved it. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm said, talking yeah. about. <laughs> that's what I want from my draft pick. He's, he didn't say gold standard though. No, he but did, he, he, <laughs> he, but he did say that. Uh, he wanted to be remembered for more than just breaking all of uh, Reggie White's records at Tennessee, that he wanted to be known in the NFL as being one of the best. Which is what you want. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he seems like the kind of guy that will end up being a leader on your defense. Now, we talk about involvement in all different sports. I found a stat that I thought was interesting. 94%, 30 out of 32 players that were drafted in the 2017 draft first round were multiple sport athletes. So we always have, you know, parents that try to get their kid into one sport and make them a star at it. Maybe that's not the right path. Maybe you let your kids figure it out and what they're really good at is what they end up pursuing. Well, I, look, I can tell you as, as as somebody who's coached a lot of different sports and coached a competitive travel baseball team, it is that we encourage the kids to play different sports. But the problem is there's a lot of pressure on kids now to just play one sport year-round. Baseball, which is a summer sport, the kids are in winter workouts. They're, they're discu- there are coaches that discourage the kids from playing other sports. It's not good for their physical development. It, le- it leads to a lot of injuries, and it's not necessary. Why wouldn't you let a kid do something that they love as opposed to force them into something that they may like or love at first but get tired of? And so, so it seems to me, I think Christian McCaffrey actually said something about this yesterday, right when he was drafted. And he's right. You, the, the guys that play multiple sports are the guys that are going to end up more successful. I, I agree. You learn all different life lessons. You learn to play with different types of people. McCaffrey is an interesting story because his dad played. And so he his, had the pedigree, but he still played a bunch of different sports before he chose football, it's not. It's not just his dad. His mom was a, was a, was a world class world class athlete at um, I forget where she was. She might have been at Stanford too. I think she was a track athlete. I think their grandfather was also an athlete. And the other kids, Christian's bro- brothers, one of them I think is was on an NFL roster for a short time last year. And his younger brother is going to Michigan this year. He's like one of the top quarterbacks. Oh, and you he must be like, excited. He's going to Michigan. Yeah, he's supposed to be really good. This, this is good stuff for you. Well, let's talk about McCaffrey for a second. A lot of people wanted the Eagles to draft him. He, went, was, he wasn't going to be there. Went early to Carolina. Cam Newton's got a new toy to play with. Oh, he's yeah. got a bunch of t- new toys to play with. He also has Curtis Samuel. So they took two of the same guy. 
they they definitely have um i think sam hinkey would call it optionality <laughs> they have they have plenty of plenty of opportunities to go to Jameis winston also got some good weapons going on there in tampa, tampa bay's gonna be sick i'm telling you fantasy football you draft Jameis winston he's got more targets to throw to he's got oj howard now with mike evans oh my god right, take it now take Jameis. put him on your D-Jax. fantasy teams Djax, he's got to go to. I, oh God, it's going to be tough to play against that team. That's well, another reason why the Eagles defense. need healthy cornerbacks. Well, Is that's it? why the Eagles are drafting defensive players because they need a healthy defense. All right, so we've done well, plenty. Well, wait, you win, but you, you want to just dissect that sentence you just said? No, I don't want to dissect you, you any second. I say you, ever. You. I just try to say things and move on and hope <laughs> nobody calls me out on them. That's really generally what I try to do. You shouldn't ask an attorney to be on the show then. Well, I mean, that was that was Jeff's fault. He asked you. I, I just started talking to you, but it's cool. So let's talk Phillies real fast, okay? Until last night late when they lost to the Dodgers, six-game winning streak. Young team playing well, guys excited. Yeah, yeah, well, for those that haven't just w- or just woke up, they might still think it's a winning streak. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you if you weren't watching late last night, they played out against the Dodgers. Uh, late game. It's funny when I was younger, I used to like the West Coast games. Now I can barely stay awake for the start of them. Well, so, the, an- another good f- another feel good story happened yesterday. Tell Mark Leiter Jr., whose father also played for the Phillies, played and had a one two three inning. He grew up as a Phillies fan. And he faced Chase Utley and got him out. Ah, look and, at that! Good. And I think he's only this. This is only the second father. Second son father son along to with the Amaros. Yeah, yeah. It, it, those are the kind of stories that sports creates that you just kind of love to have. But I mean, I know you guys are, are Phillies fans, so you've been watching. Let's talk about the team a little bit. We're on our third closer. Mm-hmm. Um, we've kept this closer for a week and still have an over five hundred record despite and, all that. And we mm-hmm. do, but mm-hmm. but Naris has played well. Yes, I yes. mean he's he's come in. He's He's had some times of, of struggle to get to that save, but he's generally done all right. It, him coming in as the closer has kind of strengthened your bullpen before it because now you have a setup man and, and some defined roles. Mm-hmm. And Joely Rodriguez is pitching a lot better now. A lot better. But, but to me, the, there's been two things that happened that have changed the course of the Phillies, at least in the short term. Okay. One is you never like to see an injury. But I've had my problems since they got him, Clay Buckholtz. Mm-hmm. And since he went down, you brought up a young guy, Zach, Zach Eflin, Eflin, who is a horse. As long as he can stay healthy, he's got all the pitches. He's got a big body. He could be a frontline pitcher. And you got more guys that are on the cusp of coming up. That's one. Second, you had Kendrick go down, who was doing very well. And Althair went in, and he has been spectacular since he went in there. And he's a great fielder, too. I think what's going to happen is they're going to have Saunders move into the bench and it'll be Kendrick on one side and it'll be Althair on the other once Kendrick gets healthy. And I think that's going to be good for the offense. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's, uh, it's fun to watch. They're a young, young team and, and, uh, and, they're, and they're, well, right now they're winning. And they're likable. And, yeah. and you, you wonder whether it starts to make some of those veterans like Saunders expendable as mm-hmm. you get to the dra- draft deadline or trade yeah, deadline, trade deadline yeah. to get... Jeff, your favorite word, assets. additional assets. Assets, right. So, and, and by the way, with regard to those assets, though, think about the, the young pitchers that are coming up. Jimmy Rollins was at the end here. They trade him to the Dodgers against Zach Eflin. They traded John Papelbon, who was long past goodbye. Nobody wanted to see him anymore. And they got Nick, Nick Pavetta, who's pitching tomorrow. This is, I think, his first start. And then they have Ben Lively, ben Lively who's in AAA. Yeah. And he was for Marlon Bird. Uh, you got to give Ruben Amaro some credit for that. That's right, yeah. 
well, nobody likes to give Rubenbar credit for right, anything. Right, right, I mean, let's, yeah. let's be honest. I don't mind giving him credit, but it doesn't fit the narrative of, I know, of but what the fan culture if is. Gonna, if you're going to compile assets, he did it the right way. I... I I have been excited for a while about the younger Phillies players. Now, maybe I have more patience than some other fans. Granted, I did get to see a World Series in 08 mm-hmm. and some other sports franchises. That was only a decade ago. But <laughs> it's the only thing that I've seen. Right. <laughs> so when, when that's all that I have, it's all that I have. I was a year old in 1980 with those teams. I'm sorry to say that to you and make you not feel good about Thank yourself. You. But <laughs> but I don't have that that frame of reference. So maybe I'm a little more patient with the Phillies rebuild because I have seen that win. I've been patient with the Sixers rebuild because what choice do I have? Like, well, seriously, what choice? What choice do you do, have with any of the teams? Well, none. I mean, I just Find keep, another team. I just right, keep that's going. That's your choice. And that's I what don't. I do, I, I, see, I, I can't. I, my thing is, I'll struggle when they're bad to enjoy it when they're good. I, I just and I will be patient with a team if I feel like I can trust them. That's been my frustration with the Sixers. I actually have trust in Matt Clintech mm-hmm. and what they're doing and building with the Phillies. If you look at their farm team, they were one of the weakest farm system years ago, and now all of a sudden they're one of that's the top farm system. So I have trust that that organization. Yeah, but is see, you, that's that's something. the key word. If you're going to continue to be a fan, that's what you have to have is trust. And and, and with the Sixers, I don't have any of it. And I think that most people don't have any well, of it because you went through the hinky thing, you brought in a new guy, and Colangelo doesn't seem to be any better. I've told and, you that multiple times. People focus on the word process and trust the process. I think the word trust is the most important thing in that because people will go along with your process if they trust you. Yeah, I told, you I told lose the Sixers, that credibility, yeah, they've, they've uh, tried to get you to buy tickets. I, I, was, I was this close to getting season tickets uh, a few months ago, and then when Embiid went down in the short term, I just said, you know what? I don't trust them because of what's happened in the past. I want to see what plays out. And they kept saying, no, no, you have to do it this week. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to get tickets. Well, I said, you know what? I'll just I'll just wait. Well, guess what? They called me this week again and said, this we week? still have tickets wow. and we'd like you to come down and pick out your seat. And I said, you know what? I just don't trust the ownership group. I can't do it right now. And then I got the, the response was basically, well, I hope there's still tickets available when you trust them. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not about to plunk down thousands of dollars, nor should anybody, when the owners are not doing anything to create a product. You're not going to buy a car that breaks down when you buy it. It's, you know, it doesn't changed, make sense. You no, know, it's changed. Is is that most games are televised? If they weren't televised, like the Eagles years ago, you uh, they were blacked out. So then, th- then it was uh, uh, to get season tickets. You know, that's the only way you're going to see. The yeah, team. well, please black out the Sixers. They are now. The, the Sixers you, still get ratings, though. Let, I mean, let's be honest. They still even, get people going there, even. With the teams being as bad as they have been for the past few years in this city, the fans have still remained committed. Now, well, that's it. There may you, be that, that somebody. Every time people say Philadelphia fans are not good, go down to the Wells Fargo Center for a Sixers game and see that it's eighty percent full when they're throwing out Poitras as as their you know fifth player. You're so bitter about that game that you went to, where I, you did. I am you, you, to pay full price to watch that guy go <laughs> in the game. You're really bothered by that. I think that bothers you as much as that bo- assets bothers Jeff. I don't know. So because yeah, he's not even an asset. No, he's definitely not an asset. So NHL playoffs. Look, guys, I'm a big hockey fan. Wayne Gallman just went off the board, by the way. To not yeah, to, to the Eagles. To the Giants. Get oh, out of here. So to a- answer Come your question, on. now I'm a little bit happier. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, 
not weird. only did the Eagles not get him, but I'm going to have to hear about it from you for the next couple and, of years. And by the way, he's six one two fifteen. What do you no, got against short people, huh? <laughs> no, nothing. I resent, I resent nothing, that. But mark. when they're playing behind guys that are six eight, three hundred pounds, it's just harder to find them. Okay, oh, good. Let, let's be fair here. <laughs> well, look at how well Sproles does, and and Smallwood. Is Sorry, playing. I have a knee jerk reaction to defend short people right. as a shorter That's okay. person it's myself. Uh-huh. It just, I, we're sitting down, so we're all equal. That's now. right. <laughs> no, you're still you're still taller than the mic than I am, even when we're sitting down. And, and remember, uh, Jason, that if the Eagles' uh, offensive line can open up holes. Uh, this little guy could possibly get through them. I love how 5'8 is a little guy. I, I love the terms that we use well, in for sports. football. It is, the, but like and you just called somebody, you just called somebody a horse in an affectionate way. Yeah. Where else can you call somebody else a horse and it means something good? <laughs> Guys, five eight, and he go, that eh, little guy can scoot through. If I got to <laughs> five legs. eight, I would have a party. Okay, <laughs> let's be honest. I'd have balloons and streamers if I hit five. And you eight. still wouldn't get drafted. No, I still wouldn't <laughs> get drafted. I got no shot. You want to talk about the NHL playoffs? I do. Th- there have been sixteen overtime games. I love overtime playoff hockey. Who's staying up late with me to watch NHL playoffs? I do. I like to play. I like to watch the West Coast games. Well, don't forget, don't forget the East Coast. The, the Caps Penn series yeah, is going to be a great good, series. That's I mean, yeah, that, that's is, as yeah. good as a Stanley Cup final. But I, I think it looks like the uh, Penguins Oilers are going to play for the Stanley Cup. That's what I predict. Look, for for us older people, seeing the Oilers relevant again, actually seeing any Canadian teams in the in the playoffs is nice. Because wasn't it last year or the year before where there, there was none. no Canadian teams in the playoffs? My actual early sports memories are the Flyers playing the Oilers in the in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I remember sitting in the living room, my dad's a kid watching those eighty six, eighty seven. That's when Gretzky was playing. Yeah, yep. playing that that great team. That, that with, team oh, was there ever a better hockey team? That team was so good. So. The Blues last night uh, handed the Predators their first loss in the playoffs. Uh, get pretty good if, if you get to the second round. Nashville has played very well. Again, the trade with Shea Weber and PJ Subban, PK Subban has just been perfect for both teams. Yeah, it really, you don't see that off. It really paid off very well. Subban's a great fit there. Nashville's playing good hockey. Uh, great gold. You said Edmonton's, Edmonton's up 2-0 in the series against Anaheim late last night. You know what? I, I didn't understand the Connor McDavid hype. Before oh, he got drafted. Good. L- look at that guy. I think he was the only guy with 100 points this year. Oh, he is good. He is a, he's better than good. He, he he's is, great already. There's a lot of young talent in the NHL. In Toronto. I, yes. Toronto Austin will win the Matthews Stanley Cup in the next three years. See, these are the things I know because of fantasy hockey. I know the young players that are on these teams. You can actually places. know this stuff by just watching the game yeah, instead of betting on it. <laughs> I, no, I don't bet on it. I just play fantasy hockey. Uh, We've had that conversation <laughs> about whether fantasy is game gambling or not so jeff final thought it before is. we it, it is so you think it is well final thought i don't i don't chance? take, I, 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 don't take I don't take the winnings i give them away to my wife i just more do it for the entertainment purposes we all of do talking that. trash for my friends i it, i want to see the uh, eagles draft some um Tall people? For, to, to, yeah, tall people. <laughs> tall, heavy people, yes. Uh, maybe an Healthy offensive people. lineman. Yeah, I don't know if they need an offensive lineman. I'd like to I'd like to see another cornerback. Maybe they have two picks left, I guess. They traded one of them, right? They traded their seventh-round pick for the uh, for one of the fourth-round picks. For Who knows? For, yeah, There's for, so, for much, the so much so uh, much wheeling and dealing goes on in these last two rounds, right, you can't so, pay attention. So, so it looks so, like they only have two picks left. So, so. Fo- so far, we've taken a defensive end, right. two cornerbacks, a wide receiver, and a running back. Running back. So, so what would you like to... Half a running be, back. 
would you stop it with the short stuff? <laughs> so what else would you like to see them get? I'd like to see them pick up a linebacker. A I linebacker. think they need a little depth but, there. But, but don't forget why, about... Why don't they go punter? <laughs> yeah, no, well, don't forget about... Uh, stop being a Giants fan. <laughs> Joe, Joe Walker, the linebacker. Everybody says they wanted Reuben Foster, but they got... Uh, um, um, what I'm hearing some... Yeah, I think we're almost we're out almost of time. We're almost out of time. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to see the Eagles. That's get, what that get means. Another defensive player. Well, we'll keep watching the draft. We'll be back next week. Jeff, you wanted to give Cade's kids real yeah, fast? Yeah, just uh, Bill Giles, thank you for coming on. And again, people, please go to cadekids.org. It's C-A-D-E-K-I-D-S.org. Uh, it's a great charity for Philadelphia. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back with you next Saturday at 1 o'clock. Everybody have a great week. Bye-bye. <laughs>